Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Podcast Pasta. That's a podcast that's like pasta, not the podcast that's about pasta. As always, I'm your host, Mike, and today I am joined with Beanie. You are a uh, Goblin VTuber. You uh, stream on Twitch, I believe. Um, I don't know if it was like recently uh, you started a YouTube channel where you've hosted like clips and VODs of your previous streams on Twitch. Um, Beanie, how are you doing today? Excellent. Excellent, and you are right. The, the my YouTube channel is literally just for vods, just, you know, stream archive. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I don't know again, like how much of like the podcast you're familiar with, but uh, the question I always like to open up with is, um, I know I gave you a very brief introduction, but I guess uh, if you want to kind of elaborate a bit more on that, explain in your own words like the type of content that you create and what motivates you as a streamer see now well firstly um i'm very good at drawing at least that's what people tell me so my first point of you know starting this whole thing was i can literally make my own model uh i paid someone to rig it because i'm still learning the rigging like as we speak but I did that, and now I have, like, an avatar that I can use to stream and, you know, have fun with that because it's not directly attached to my real human body. I can get a little bit weirder than I normally would. And it's just fun. I like, like, chatting to people while I work, so just, like, having it running a stream while I play a game or draw on my art and just people watch and chat that's the main thing i just like to chat to people and have fun and this gives me a chance to do that so what is um i guess a bit of your background in art and where you like profession like did you go to college for it or is it just something that you picked up yeah, as like a, I got hobby? a degree in multi- sorry i talked over you i no, got a degree right. in multimedia um so that is honestly the biggest help for this um VTubing thing is knowing how to, at least the very basics of animation, because then you can set up how you design the model to make it easiest to do the whole rigging process. And then you also know like the basics and the fundamentals of color theory and character design, and also, you know, what what looks good. I picked the color palette for the beanie model very, very specifically. Because this shade of green goes really well with the shade of purple. And like if you look closely, there's no actually true black. Even though she is dressed like a goth with black hair. It's actually blue hair. And her clothes are actually dark purple. So that gives it an entire soft look. So that's that's uh, my background. I went to university for multimedia. Didn't get a job in multimedia because that is very difficult. But I found an outlet that makes me happy. Well, I'm glad to um, hear that. And I believe uh, I was checking through your Twitter recently and you actually, um, or I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get the actual date on the uh, tweet that you posted about this, but you actually recently went through a um, redesign with your character. Is that correct? Yes, um, I went through a redesign because... Um, once I got a little bit into like how my my model moves, once I got it back from the rigor and see how it moves, and also after I, I draw myself every now and then, you know, for art and memes, I figured out parts I just find really annoying to constantly draw, like my fringe. So version 2, I streamlined the design, I adjusted the colors so it fits better, and I gave myself a much better silhouette. You know, so this we're fine and all that stuff so that's what i'm working on in the background and it'll take as long as it takes if it takes two weeks it'll take two weeks and new model come out if it takes three months it'll take three months well yeah that's great and i I think um i i think the work that you've done so far is very um you know impressive um so i guess uh 
because we occupy very different like spheres uh, a lot of the content I do isn't recorded live in front of an audience although you know I do know that podcasters there are some that do that uh, I just haven't done it yet for myself um, but I, I guess kind of having more of that experience how is it to like I guess for lack of a better term like play to a live crowd and like kind of interact with an actual audience that's like with you um well in as close as real time because you know there's stream delays and things like that but yeah i guess how is that experience um for you we got it like um when you play games with your friends on discord because if you just regard it as that it's very little pressure and also turn off the numbers of people watching as you will get intimidated <laughs> I have at any given time I have no idea how many people are watching. I'm I'm just having a good time being myself. And if people watch, people watch. You just just let it happen. No pressure. It just forgot it as playing games with your friends on Discord. Right. So for you there's um like no difference because you can't I, I imagine you can't really tell there's no difference between like you, let's say, going live and not like having an audience versus like, you know, having like let's say a hundred plus uh viewers yeah. like watching you it's just the same for you? Yes, because I, I turn off the numbers. I I can't, I'd be far too intimidated by like if there's twenty people watching, if there's two people watching, I don't want to know. I'm just gonna play my game. And the only vague indicator I have of anyone watching is if they like things pop up in the chat. But then that again, I just regard that as like, oh, my friends are just chatting to me on Discord. Sometimes people use text chat instead of like voice chat. Keeps it casual, which is what I like. Right. Yeah. That that sounds like a definitely a great way um to do it because i know like a lot of uh, streamers can get a lot of anxiety from like fixating on oh am i holding this number of an audience how can i grow this uh why am i losing people like that so it's like a whole i, I know it could get very like kind of obsessive with that type of thinking um yeah i just keep it as a hobby because if i regard it as a hobby regardless if i make my main income on it I, I, someday maybe but if i regard it as a hobby then you know less pressure i can just have fun with it and if i stop having fun with it then i stop because it's supposed to be fun right yeah i got you um so I guess one of the reasons why I'm kind of drawn to you is that uh, you're you're kind of in this whole subcategory I've noticed of like VTubers that are like, uh, pro like I guess like Western, you know, in quotes like Western VTubers mm -hmm. um, that are like uh, like Goblin or like fantasy characters, and um, I have my own theories as to why a lot of V2 eh, sorry VTuber streamers are drawn towards like these character like these fantasy character types but i i guess i'm curious what, what drew you specifically to using a goblin for your avatar myself and a lot of people who choose goblins as their character um just in general in their real life have really big goblin energy you know just slightly feral and yeah you know, i have been called like oh you little, little freaking goblin in real life a lot of times by a lot of people including my spouse and my parents so i just leaned into it why not why not just be a goblin full-time online and real life so it's like people basically trying to personify the goblin mode if you will like the whole oh, new yeah. trend and also when you're a goblin people expect well not they expect they anticipate that you're going to be a little bit um feral and chaotic so when you go and, I don't know, transform your entire city of people in Skyrim into cheese, it's expected and understandable and there's like, yes, more cheese sort of attitude rather than why are you doing this? Okay, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very good answer. Um, for me, though, I was always kind of like theorizing that a lot of people are drawn to goblins because I think um, there is kind of especially with the rise in like a lot of artistic communities the rise in like not only goblin goblin art but like goblin like erotic art in a way like a lot of people yeah like i did drawn, notice that <laughs> like drawn romantically to that race 
Um, I don't know what it is, but like it's like half the goblins are feral and half the goblins are short stacks. And, you know, that's great. It's like a nice variation there. And I, I didn't know that people were so attracted to goblins physically when I made it, but I mean, people have some very interesting designs and I'm glad for them. I mean, it's like a, it's like having a fairy, but nasty, basically. That's what I interpret the, 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 the short stack uh, thing. Right, I gotcha. Um, so, um, and there's like, God, there's, there's like a really huge, I, I can never remember the name of her, but I remember like the big goblin, like VTuber. I see, I see her clips all the time on YouTube and now Mothful her or Honey Goblin? I, I think it's Honey Goblin. Oh yeah, she's the big, one of the biggest goblins, I think. Yeah, like the biggest goblin VTuber. So that could also probably be it too. I mean, in theory, you know, like she made it big. I love and... her design. Yeah, she she did a really fantastic job. Those I, I don't are know. So big, I love them. I don't know if she uh, changed up recently because unfortunately I haven't been able to like uh, keep up with it as much. Um, but I I remember her having like a really fantastic design with hers. Um, so I I guess uh, to kind of like focus a bit more on your streaming, um, you know I. Like with any online content creation, but in particular, I always kind of bring this up with streamers because I think it is, I guess you could say kind of a bigger issue or a bigger aspect of their work. But like um, in building an audience, oftentimes you have to rely on, you know, the creation of kind of these parasocial relationships. And again, it's, you know, this happens with all online content creators, but I think there is something specific about streaming because you're directly engaging with your audience so I, I guess i'm kind of curious for yourself with um your fans how do you separate like your like your personal life from like your streaming life you know in terms of like maintaining the proper boundaries for um you know streaming and online content creation well uh first i i made a very firm uh decision to never put my real name anywhere Never put what I really look like anywhere. Uh, also, people know I'm married, so that's like already a like a just cut off that weird parasocial thing of people wanting to sleep with me, you know, because that role's taken. And also, never also for my spouse, never mentioning his name, never showing his face. People don't even know if he's following my Twitter or anything. They don't know anything about him. I literally have a if I need to draw him, it's just like basically a white morph suit guy with clothes and a heart on his face. That's as close as people are going to get to knowing what he looks like. And also, like, I have very firm rules in my Discord about, like, not safe for work stuff. And I guess I'm, I'm, I just stamp out any of the, the weird stuff as I see it. Like, literally my debut, I said, like, I am married. I will never, ever fuck you. So, like, that's, you know like idol adoration maybe someday thing is already gone so firm boundaries right and i think that is very kind of um respectable on your part because i know like a lot of streamers like the temptation to always build an audience is there so kind of like you know pushing the boundary of that relationship is always like it's a, t a temptation for them so i understand that can be very difficult to kind of navigate um that line especially with vtubers because it, it kind of adds this whole dimension where you know for somebody watching them it's a parasocial relationship but with like an avatar of a person over like a real person which also kind of adds like a layer of like abstraction and with that like a, a complication do, do you think that's an issue with your audience at all my audience specifically because you know very firm rules but i can see that happening with other people because it you are chatting to a cartoon character and usually a very beautiful cartoon character and that you know people people love like if people didn't get crushes on cartoon characters we wouldn't have nearly as many furries as we do now because of the lion king back in the 90s it's 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 easy for peep viewers to fall into the trap of idolizing um a vtuber excessively 
like I think people should just um watch the VTuber, enjoy their content, support them, be like, oh man, I love them, but not romantically. Just like 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 them like you would just a normal person who does like a TV show. Just regard them as a TV show host and don't make it weird. Right, I got you. Um, no, yeah, that that absolutely. Uh, I, I think makes sense um and so i imagine like a lot of the tips that you would tell like other up-and-coming vtubers like maybe dealing with this issue is similar to what you're doing is just to develop the clear boundaries and you know, things like that develop clear boundaries reveal zero things about your your real self because people can get nasty you do not want to get dogs do not even open up that risk um and enforce your rules very strictly do not let people slide like if someone says something a bit off color in your 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 chat call that out so people know because the way you enforce your rules fosters the attitude of your chat so if you want a pleasant space that's safe for people and not sexualizing to you you have to enforce those rules strictly regardless if the person who is Violate the rules has been a sub or a high donation, you know, person for ages. You got to enforce those rules. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think recently I've noticed you've been streaming. Uh, I mean, how I, uh, uh, I don't know the actual date on it. I saw like on YouTube you have like some clips from Skyrim. I don't know if that's like, and I think more recently. Uh, you streamed a little bit of uh, Yakuza, so I, I guess um, for people that don't follow your content right now, what can they um, like? What are you currently streaming, and what are you uh, what are you planning on streaming in the future? Every Friday in my time zone, that's AEST, um, I'm going to be streaming the Yakuza Zero game because that's incredibly fun and a really nice way to end off the week. Uh, I do have some Skyrim clips. I did uh, pay someone to, uh, you know, clip through my things because um, video editing is a skill that I'm incredibly rusty with and is way down the list of things I'm going to work on. So I paid someone a little bit of money to do that. I will send you their details so you can include that if you want to because I do not remember it offhand because it's one of the ones that's a little difficult to pronounce um, username-wise. But I did that, and on Fridays I stream Yakuza. On Wednesdays I have a wheel that I randomize a game to play because that keeps it fresh. I'm doing that tomorrow. Just the like, uh, 20 games I like, own and have installed, spin the wheel, we'll play it. And Mondays I don't really have a set thing. Sometimes I do art. I think I'll keep Mondays to be an art stream. But yeah, I, I have set things roughly each stream so people know which stream to tune in for people love the yakuza zero one so far so i'm gonna keep doing that sorry and I, 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 I really enjoy it it's i've only played a little bit but it, it flows so well and the mini games are so fun and yakiru is such a himbo <laughs> I, I was going to ask because uh, i mean obviously you know the tokyo game show uh and uh, i think it was like the playstation um state of play they announced, you know, new entries in the series. I think one was like a remaster of like um, an older game, like Itchy, I think, or uh, I, can't, I can't remember what the like, like a Dragon Gaiden, um, and then like the next entry in the Yakuza series. So I guess I'm curious, since I have a fan of that series, uh, how how are you treating the news? <laughs> Ooh, uh, the middle age Kiru, that's me. Interesting. I'm playing it like in his timeline order so i'm starting with zero and then i'll go for to one two three blah 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 that one that's not kiru i'll play and then we'll go back to him he he has a special place in my heart for being a big himbo i love him he's great and i can't wait for when i get to the the hostess club mini games in the the the, the number zero because oh that looks fun that looks so fun i'm not i'm not a big fan of like the parted down like gray hair on him i think in like the newer uh... get older eventually 
Well, no, it's not. Let it's not that. It's just like I, I don't know. I guess I'm so used to like because his hairstyle is like for the most part very like. I, I it has oh. changed. I think somewhat throughout the series, but it's always had like very specific design qualities to it, now. like short. You know. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like he's gone through some stuff since the last time. Maybe he's doing this whole thing where he's like. I've done something, I'm going through stuff, and that's why his hair's longer and not styled. And maybe throughout the game, he'll get his zest back and get a, a nice slick back hair again. Uh, hopefully. Uh, but either way, looks, I, th I think the game should be fun. He looks good with silver hair, but he looks weird with facial hair. I do not like the beard. Um... Yeah, you see, I, I'm I'm more okay with the beard, I think, than like, it's not and it's not so much the silver hair. It's like how he styled it, like the whole yeah, weird. Yeah, it body. looks like he doesn't have product in. I think that's why. Yeah, that he could definitely looks like he's going through some stuff. Maybe that's the main arc for number eight. Yeah, when is he not going through stuff though? <laughs> you know. Oh, he's been going through stuff since he was twenty. He's His never life made a good is suffering. <laughs> he could have had an easy life if he wasn't so. Goddamn stupid, but he's a himbo. We love him. Absolutely. Um, I also saw recently uh, you tweeted that you did kind of a talk show, um, which is kind of more in my alley because you know podcast, obviously, uh, with other cool. VTubers. So how how was that for you? Let's see now. I talk show. Oh yes, um, Lithia's VT time. Oh, that was very fun. That was my very very first collab. I just wanted something low pressure and fun to do for my very first collab and that was lovely. It was just a very pleasant chat. Like like we're doing now but with visuals. It, it's just, I really enjoy this style. Maybe I'll do more of this. And um, unfortunately I didn't have a chance to view that. Was that recorded live or was that like... Yeah, the VOD is probably still on her channel uh, if you get there before two weeks are up. But yeah, it was on her channel and it was recorded live. Uh, it's a little scuffed, but it's... Hey, the first one should always be scuffed, I think. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for 40 plus episodes, mine's still scuffed. <laughs> um... The scuff adds flavor, I think. Yeah, what can you do? Um, so, I, I guess with that, you know, um, because VTubing is such, like, a large sphere of, like, so many different creators uh, doing so many different things. Um, how have you, how, how has the community, like, how has the larger community with, like, the other creators been, like, uh, have they been, like, receptive to you? Have they been, like, open to you? Or how has that been for you? the most like love i've ever gotten regarding my art or anything ever the the vtubing community especially the ones that i found are very welcoming like i'm literally in a discord where run by a literal moai statue he's great um that people just show up and just start voice chatting at any time of the day and it, it's really good because then if you do the VTubing and you go into these voice chats with other people, you get to know the person behind the avatar and it takes the, the pressure off of like, oh my gosh, they have so many followers. Like, no, this this guy is just a guy who loves playing Team Fortress and just so happens to be a Moai statue. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, I guess, how would I, how would I want to word this? Um... So I guess like with your with your art in particular, um, do you do uh, do you do like commission work or is it mainly because I, I, I think with like your mainstream right now, it was focused on mainly refining um, your model, correct? Or am I am I thinking far back? Commission work. I do commission work when people ask. Uh, I don't have like say I'm open for commissions like advertise because I'm we're working on, you know, things and I should honestly just focus on one thing at a time but if people like say hey you do commissions like yeah I got a like a general price list what do you want and we, we figure it out like I like I've done literally I've done some commissions for my husband's co-workers every now and then because he likes to show off my art he's like my number one fan oh well that's always good you know it always like branch out your art and you know in a way kind of branching out um 
your audience uh is uh, i i don't want to take a guess here but is v is like vtubing like you in the main thing that you do or do you do you like do something outside of that main thing i do like this is my main creative outlet right now and i'm really happy with it like i can put basically all the the weird little knowledge of from everything i've figured out into this i can put my digital art skills into this, my basic animation skills into this. I can put the stuff I picked up from my friends regarding like streaming into this. A lot of, it's consolidating a lot of like disparate knowledge into the like one spot and I like it. Right, so a way to kind of apply like not only your interests but what you've like basically learned over the years in a sense. Yeah. And because people are responding to this, it's a, it's a positive feedback loop. Like, people like this, I like doing this, I do more of it, I refine it. it it's great. And I've, I'm surprisingly, I've popped off very well, considering I've only been doing this for a couple months. I think it's largely the, the fact that I can draw that draws people in. And that's, that's really nice, because the positive feedback on my art is so good. Well, that's great to hear, absolutely. Um... It, it's a, you know, if you don't want to answer this question, that's all right. We, we just want to move on. Um, I am curious though, because I don't know if this is something like you openly display, but um, how well has this worked for you as like a source of like, you know, money or like, you know, supplemental income or what have you? Like, how well has this been working for you so far? You know, doing it just for the few months? We've gotten a Twitch payout yet, but uh, like, uh, I could buy a pair of shoes with this, the money I made. So it's just like a little bit extra fun money, I suppose. And even if I make like a million dollars, it would just still be a fun thing. And if I made zero dollars, it'd still be a fun thing. Yeah, I got a little bit extra walking around money. That's great. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, with the Twitch partnership that you've been talking about, I've heard mixed things about that. Uh, I haven't gotten partnership because that's very difficult to get. You you mainly have to get like an average of 75 people watching and I'm nowhere near that yet. I have affiliate, which means you get to you um you put ads which I am trying to turn off because I hate them. They are annoying. Uh, but you also get emotes, which I that's I'm happy about because I love drawing the emotes. Right, and I hear like uh, if you get the Twitch partnership, like you're basically locked into using like Twitch as a platform for like streaming. And I know like some streamers like to do like the different channels and things like that. So um, I I've heard some mixed things about that. It's not like all necessarily like it can be very beneficial if you're like large enough, but uh, it, it can like, have like its own drawbacks. I think if you ever get to the point where you're large enough to consider partnership, like Think long and hard of it. If if you enjoy multi-streaming across various platforms at the same time, maybe not the best for you. But if you only go on one at a time, maybe maybe it'd work. Like you, you really have to think about it because becoming a Twitch partner is basically uh, saying like I'm big enough that Twitch is going to put real human money and time into me. So consider if it's worth it before you apply. Don't just think it's the next like box to check on the, your journey was there right. plenty of streamers who do perfectly fine with large numbers and are not partnered and there's also a lot of people who do fine and are partnered so like consider it before you um you know check that box if you want it right and that's something that you're ultimately looking to do for yourself is to get that twitch partnership or I only stream on Twitch because, you know, one thing at a time, that's how my brain works. So I think maybe someday if I get big enough, I'll, I'll consider it. I'll have to read through their terms and conditions thoroughly first because I feel like applying for Twitch partners is basically like signing a contract with Twitch. You've got to make sure you don't get caught up in any, um, you know, fine print. Right, like any contract, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um... The big, the big controversy that I always know of that always occasionally, like, for some reason comes up um, with a lot of VTubing is, you know, like the, again, it, like in quotes, like the, you know, Western Eastern divide between like, you know, like Hololive and like VTubers. Mm -hmm. um, 
like that i i guess i'm kind of curious like um what are your thoughts on that and uh like why why does this like controversy always kind of arise every now and again oh for starters like um the concept of youtubers start in japan so a lot of it is japanese and i'm guessing like a lot of those um agencies would prefer to work with people who can speak the language so that's well and good um, but there are plenty of like uh, agencies opening that i think are english for the the western ones and i think the, the controversies arise because the when they ask you or you ask and how the process is but when you join them there's a lot of like media on you and you have to be quote-unquote good you can't be, you know, showing boob on camera because a company is in charge of you. And I guess people get um, a little bit like, hmm, you sold out sort of thing. But, dude, you're getting agency money to, like, you know, get a new model and upgrade your sound and stuff. Like, if you want to go that route, go that route. Just don't do anything stupid. They'll get you cancelled, I suppose, because more eyes are on you. Is that something you would ever be curious about doing in terms of growing yourself is like signing up for a sponsorship like that? I don't think I'd ever go for um, like an agency. I don't think I'd, I fit their, their vibe. But just for starters, it's like, like my, my character's not human. I, I like uh, they like a lot, of, a lot of the agencies like have very pretty human styled, um, you know, people, even if they're like say a, a kitsune, they, they usually have just like the mostly human look. So I, I think I'll just be a, a nasty independent goblin. Unless uh, I make my own goblin agency, then that's a different story. <laughs> uh, the goblin squad. I guess that's the dream, right? Yeah. Collect all the goblins, pay them goblin money. <laughs> you know. Um, I guess one thing that I've always been because I know I get the appeal, like you know, with any aspect of design, the idea is always to make things that are like appealing to people. But um, you know, being like a you know, kind of a postmodernist myself, I also like you know, kind of more abstract work. And like um, one thing that I, I would always be curious to see, and it probably maybe exists out there because again, VTubing is like such a vast like realm with all different kinds of creators but like i don't know more like ugly designs i guess if i had to like explain it's it horror vtubers are the ones you're looking for they they specialize in the the unsettling the weird the macabre um, yeah oh yeah the, the, there's a whole subgenre of horror ones and then there's also like a sub subgenre of people who just like are incredibly abstract literally in that voice chat i mentioned there's a person called desync whose thing is like I'm a void, but vaguely cat-shaped. What, what this person does is they take things, make them black, and stick eyes on it. So he can be anything at any time. So that that's a really fun concept. I love that. Oh, that's pretty clever, actually. Um, so for yourself, like right now, you obviously have this... Uh the focus on streaming and you say that's where your passion is do you ever think mm -hmm. that you would do like um focus on building up like let's say youtube exclusive content like you know, re you know like um recording off live content or you know basically creating stuff like that uh making like a nice little eight minute clip video uh, i think i'll only get around to doing that if i ever make enough money to pay someone to do that because i know how time intensive doing that is and i'm personally only going to do the things i find fun and every all the other stuff i'm just gonna pay people to do it because this is a hobby and i'm going to keep doing all the parts i find fun right I, yeah but, i definitely um respect that uh i guess like on the horizon like you know in the future what can like your fans who may or may not be listening to this um if so, welcome to Podcast Pasta. Um, but I, I guess in the future, what can your fans, like, you know, do you have any big plans for, like, your um, for your streaming, like, any games that you want to stream down the line? I know you're talking about, like, continuing the Yakuza series, but even beyond that, uh, anything that you have planned? 
like I uh, should like set outside time to have some comfy stream time, you know, play the games that are a little less um, intensive, like maybe Power Wash Simulator, or you know, like you know, golf with your friends. You know, the, the gentler games. Maybe I should have like a, a comfy week every now and then. And also, like the people should look at look out for when eventually my version two model's ready, because I'll make new overlays to go with that one, because my current one will not fit. The, the hair's a little wider than um, it currently is. Things will be clipped. And like um, I don't know, just keep looking out for consistent streams. I'm I'm here three times a week. Oh, maybe more collabs. I definitely want to do more collabs. I'll definitely add those to my schedule when they eventually emerge. Uh, is there anybody in particular that you were looking that you're looking forward to, or that you want to collab with, and that you look forward to working with? Well, this one person um, did an interview with one of the the VTubers I'm uh, friends with, Nakre. She's a pearl themed cyclops. Um, yes, her name's Tension BT. He's a centaur necromancer, and he does chaotic um, interviews and I want to get on there because oh it was so fun when poor little Nakre was doing it mm, yeah that definitely, definitely sounds also fun. big big maybe someday he picks whoever he feels like maybe I'll get on to the weary 101 Ooh, with Takahata 101's uh thing you know Dragon Ball Z a bridge guy <laughs> but but he picks who he picks and maybe someday senpai will notice me Right, well, yeah, that definitely sounds um, interesting, uh, and I, I hope that works that works out well for you. Um, I, I guess kind of like, let's say hypothetically, we have like a listener that wants to get into VTubing, but they're not sure how to start. Uh, what advice would you give to, what, what advice would you give to them? First of all, you do not need to spend a lot of money to start. There's plenty of things where you can use that are free. There are things called PNG tubers, where they, they don't move fluidly, but they cycle between a few like images. You can start off with that. The, the software for that is free. All you have to do is just draw your guy. If you want to have a guy that moves, there's Vroid Studio. Like, yes, they can look nasty, but they also can look good if you put effort in. So there is no reason for you to start spending money. Also, the software that I use to run my thing is called VTube Studio, also free. Start off with the free stuff. See if you like it. Then maybe put money in if you feel like it. You do not need to spend money. So, I, I guess um, for somebody like that, though, do you think that they should focus more on... I mean, I, I guess I could kind of guess your answer um, with your response there, but do you think they should focus more on, like, you know, building the model and everything like that for their VTubing, or do you think that they should focus more on, like, you know, streaming and playing to the, uh, and interacting with an audience? Like, which of those two aspects, which do you think should be the focus for new uh, VTube uh, content creators? A model brings people's interest, like, ooh, but it's your personality that makes them stay. So focus on building an audience, make your personality good. And then like in the background, work on your model. Remember, the visual interest can only make them go, ooh, but you will make them stay. That's largely why people follow me, I think. They, they like my antics. So do not, do not play to what's most popular because you have to have fun, because if you're having fun, the audience will see that, and then they'll have play to things that you enjoy. You'll probably find a niche somewhere. Right, so basically, like, creating content that you would want to watch, and, you know, it'll bring yes. people to that. Yes, uh, be the content you want to see. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. Um, I guess... Uh, Shoot, I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna ask. Um, mm, dang, <laughs> I just completely forgot. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, I guess. So, so are you mainly using free tools yourself uh, for your stuff, or have you invested a little bit of money into um, your own work? 
Well, I have Clip Studio to draw my things, but I had that way before I started VTubing because I, I really like the art software. And I have VTube Studio and the only thing I paid for was to get rid of the watermark because the little flying fairy that is a watermark was just uh, getting a little annoying. But you don't have to. You can honestly just crop her out if you're creative. Um, and I I have Live 2D, which is a, has a free trial and I tested it out and it's like, no, this isn't horrifying to use. And then I, I paid for the year license. But, you know, gradually see what things you want and, you know, build towards it. I also, I did get myself a new microphone only because my old one was dying. So, you know, I upgraded things that are broken and I adapted things I had and I think I'm doing pretty good so far. Yeah, man, I've actually been looking at trying to upgrade my mic. Um, I mean, it, it works okay, but I know that there are better options for me, but you know, that's a goal down the horizon uh, for my listeners if you want to support the podcast to help me with that goal that'd be greatly appreciated um <laughs> do it <laughs> for sure um uh i forgot to ask you before the i started the interview I, i'm not sure how much time you actually had to uh do the call like if you were available all day or like you know um a little bit more time yeah, like you're still good to go. Good, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's great. Um, I guess with your content, is there anything specific to um? Is there any type of like game or like any type of content that you won't like specifically do? Be either because it's like not your interest, or you don't think that you would make like compelling enough content with it. I'd be very good at first-person shooters, mainly because, like, I don't have the background in knowing not to be awful at them. Also, I find them incredibly stressful. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like multiplayer. Ooh. And I don't think I can be as, like, uh, be any chaos with a first-person shooter-style game as I can. Um, if it's, like, has, like, roleplay stuff in it, like an RPG first-person shooter, maybe, because then I can... You know, fuss about with side quests a lot. But, uh, yeah, things that are like FPSs, MMOs, not not my jam. Not my jam. I like the ones where you build things or are kind of jank, like Bethesda games. Right, I got you. Uh, I, I guess kind of relating it to, like, the previous line of questions, um, do you think for up-and-comers that they should focus on, like, a particular, like style of content like playing rpgs and stuff like that or do you think that you know um you should kind of be more flexible and like treat it like more of like variety streamer playing different things like what, what do you think is like you probably should just test out a few things and see what works because some games you enjoy playing don't translate very well to streaming for some reason so test it out and if you find one that you really like, go for it. And if you just want to be the guy that plays one game, go for it. There's literally people who only play one game. Like, like, Pestily, who plays Escape from Tarkov exclusively. You know, that sort of thing. You just, just play what and do what makes you happy. And there's also l literally uh, VTubers whose entire thing is cooking. They, they have a morph, green morph suit on, they got gloves, and they, they cook real food. You can be anything. That's the magic of VTubing. You can be anything. You can do anything. That um, that green stuff, that green suit stuff, though, sounds more like cost extensive, though. Yeah, yeah. She, it's quite intensive, but she gets a great result. Like she puts her model, like on the thing. She's wearing a green morph suit and she has black gloves. So in a way, it kind of looks like her model's cooking because you see this the black gloves doing stuff. It's really cool. Innovative. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. I, I think the only concern would be for a lot... I've, I've heard about this concern from a lot of creators is that if they, like, you know, focus on, like, streaming one particular game, they notice that their audience only comes from that, and it, like, kind of makes it harder, like, in the future if they want to, like, take a break from it or to you know stream something else so you kind of have to make like a whole adjustment like with your audience to move them 
towards like following you especially if, they, if they're not just following you for you they're just following you for the content um you, you but you would still encourage like more the experimenting on that aspect yeah test it out and find a thing that works for you because when you first start out to be frank no one's gonna be watching you're gonna be figuring out things and then eventually you build an audience also i recommend you don't just rely on twitch for building your audience because yeah, there's a lot of people. Like, get a Twitter as well, so you can, you know, interact with other people. That's one of the reasons why I actually have people watching me is because I tweet a lot. I reply to a lot of tweets. So that's how I got people to bother with me. Yeah, that's a very good strategy. Which I was, um, I'm trying to be more active on Twitter, but it's just—it's such a hell God. site, you know. You just get sucked in it. It's just like God. Why? I filtered my my results very extensively. I made it very on purpose. Do not touch anything that will make me sad. Yeah, I know, but like the tab is always right. Like the sad tab is always like the news tab is always right there. You know, <laughs> and when I see it, it's like, huh, ah, ah, sucks to be you. Going back to my tweets, right? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, I guess, uh, and and I know like a lot of people also like branch out into like uh, the whole TikTok game with like the micro um, content, which I always find cool, but I can never like follow it that much. Um, I'm too yeah, old it's always for something I just check out occasionally. I I don't know if that's um, like if you know I any. Mean, I VTubers that I, specifically do that. Oh yeah, lots of VTubers like put little bits of clips of their the content on TikTok, and it it does good numbers because like that's the kind of thing that does well. Uh, I not very good at TikTok. I just put little clips from my streams, like maybe minute long ones, on there. Not not nicely edited. No cool sound effects yet. Uh, I I'm not very good at the TikTok, but it's there. And I God I I. Honestly, I stay away from TikTok. I feel like if I started actually watching them, I'd fall down a pit and you won't see me for the next three days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess I have just like like one or two more questions for you here. And then, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, we could kind of end the interview because it's it's a little bit later for me. Not, not too much. I imagine, I imagine. Yeah, it's like early for you. Um, but I, I guess with that time zone difference is most of your, um, I don't know if you really get the breakdown on like where your audience is from, but like, yeah, where do you find most of your fans? Weirdly enough, Americans, even though time zone wise, it's late in the evening. So I guess I get sleep deprived Americans and Australians who don't really have anything to do in the middle of the afternoon, which is an interesting mix, an interesting mix to say for sure. But you know, I stream at a time that works for me, so the audience I get at that time is the audience I get at that time. Right, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I think most of mine is American, and then I, you know, I think bots from other countries just pick up my podcast for some reason. Um, uh, are, are you big enough to have, like, moderators in your community, or is it just you moderating yourself? I, I've got a friend of mine um, who's the mod for me because uh, he's good at that sort of thing. And it is definitely helpful when I'm, you know, distracted by playing the game and making sure everything runs properly. You know, going through like the auto mod because it picks up swear words and I, but too well, I think. And I need to adjust that. And I got a couple of my friends who are from the other side of the planet in America who's also mod so they can like check over it so i got like three just so like there's someone at any given time sitting there and making sure things go well um, but i should add another one eventually because so uh, have you had any major issues with banning like somebody because i know that's like um i know like some streams i think they have like whole events where they do like uh ban appeals which i think is always kind of fun content like because people obviously had joke about it I've only had, ever had to ban, like, two people. And one because one was getting weird, and the other one because... No, no, it was the same person. It was the one person was asking, no, demanding that I burp on stream, and I was like, dude, that's weird. So, and he kept doing it, so I banned him. And then his friends all came in, and I was like, unban this guy. So I banned that guy as well. 
and they're not getting an appeal because they're weird. <laughs> even if they even if they try for it, they'll they'll never get it. No, no, they're not getting an appeal. They're weird. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, I'm glad it's not like anything too like hateful or anything. That was just like weird fetishists being weird. I'm sure once I get bigger, I'll get more of those weirdos, but then I'll just add more mods. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, like scalable, basically. And there will be no ban appeals because you get one chance with Beanie, and if you mess it up, you messed it up. Hmm. Right. Um. So I think we are approaching. It's been about like 50 minutes, roughly. Mm -hmm. Like my interviews usually take this long. Um. For the listeners that joined in, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so in a number of different ways. Uh, the main form that I would encourage my uh, audience to use is my Patreon account. Um, there's different tiers. I think uh, the most basic tier is like $3 and you'll get your names read aloud in the credits in this section here. But I don't have any Patreons, so nothing here yet. Uh, some of the other tiers, same thing. You get your name read aloud in the credits, but you also get like a shirt. You also get other merchandise. Um, I also have a Ko-Fi account if you're more comfortable with like the single donation stuff. I believe Ko-Fi also has an option for like monthly donations, but if you're going to do the monthly, I would encourage the Patreon more simply if you want to get that merch. Um, I also have a. I, I also have just a merch store, so if you want to buy shirts, sweaters, mugs, what have you, you can also shop through there. Really cheap stuff. Uh, I have like I think a constantly ongoing um, promotional code uh, Pasta Time, all caps. You can get I think free shipping off of orders over a certain amount. I don't know if it's like over twenty or something like that. Um, but yeah, all of this is available on my Twitter account at Podcasting Pasta. Again, at Podcasting Pasta, all one word. Uh, P's are capitalized. I don't know if that really matters for Twitter handles. Uh, Beanie, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to shout out where people can find you, where people can support you. Uh, at Beanie the Goblin on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. I uh, hope to see you there, and thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for um, being on. Uh, and yeah, just take care, everyone. Mm -hmm.